Sound Off and let your voice be heard. Here's your host of Sound Off, Brad Bennett. Well, good morning. You know, I'm awake. I'm here. I uh, I watched the Super Bowl, but I checked in to work this morning. I didn't uh, stay home unconscious uh, from too much alcohol or too much drink or too much food or too much of Taylor Swift either. <laughs> but we're we're here. <laughs> and uh, I have been informed uh, just a little bit ago that we are going to have a brand new sponsor here on the show later in the first hour uh, and he's going to be with us for an entire year, which is wonderful. That's the way we like our sponsors. In fact, we like our sponsors to be like like some of our sponsors, Kenny, that have been with us 15, 20 years. That's the kind of sponsors we like. But uh, when, we, when we get uh, the uh, spot with National Life Group, uh, Ed Longzio, I think um, the first thing I'm going to ask him is how to pronounce his name. I think it's Longs Yo, but I'm not sure. Anyway, we're going to, he's going to be coming on. It's a kind of an interesting uh, twist in life insurance that he's uh, bringing to us. So we're going to be uh, talking to him towards the end of the first hour. So what happened over the weekend? Well, we had a Super Bowl game. Kenny, I got to ask you right off the bat, what was your favorite Ad. What did you think caught your eye or your attention? You know, Brad, none of them ad. really jumped out to me. None of them said, oh, that was awesome. Oh, we'll remember that. for None of them. Seriously. Not even Arnold Schwarzenegger saying neighbor? Yeah, okay. Thank you for reminding me. That was kind of clever. It was kind of funny. and I, I thought it was. I thought that was my favorite. Uh, I thought the fact that he could not pronounce neighbor he kept pronouncing it neighbor <laughs> yeah that that was a good one but but you're right some of the other ones they, everybody on the internet this morning is talking about the dunkin donut ad i thought that was a bust eh, it had some big names in it i guess yeah that's true but i mean didn't really didn't really do much except i liked at the end when uh, What's-Her-Face, uh, oh, I can't even remember her name. Anyway, the female actress uh, said to uh, Tom Brady, uh, okay, the rest of you can go now. Tom, you can stay. <laughs> I don't know if I, I saw that, that one. that was kind of cute. Yeah. Anyway, uh, over the weekend, uh, IDF forces, Israeli Defense Fund forces, rescued two Israeli hostages in Rafa. Now, Rafa is the big major town that is left for Israel to take in the, uh, in the Gaza Strip. Rafa is uh, supposedly the last bastion of, of two remaining battalions of Hamas fighters. Supposedly, there were something like, uh, I forget, 27 battalions or something like that, and Israel has taken them all apart except for the last two that are still reigning or uh, holding on in Gaza, and that, that's in the town of Rafa. Well, they've started probing areas in Rafa, and uh, lo and behold, over the weekend, they found or they, uh, they got two hostages that had been held since the incursion in October into Israel. The, uh, the two hostages uh, 
were named uh, Fernando Simon Marmon, 60, and Louis Har, 70. They uh, originally, evidently, both of them were originally from Argentina, and they had uh, migrated or, or immigrated to Israel a number of years ago. And uh, they were they were in the uh, abducted from kibbutz near Yitzhak during the uh, October uh, terrorist attack, and the Israeli army uh, radio said that they were found underneath a refugee camp in Rafah. Rafah is a town on the border with Egypt that is the last stronghold of Hamas. Now, to show you how uh, serious Hamas is, everybody. Uh, everybody in Hamas, everybody in the Palestinian enclave of Gaza there have been pushed right up to the border of uh, what? Of uh, of Egypt. And Egypt has said, no, you, you ain't coming in here. We don't want any of you troublemakers in here. Nobody. We don't want anybody in here. So Israel, you're going to have to do something with these people, but we're not taking them in. That says to me that you got some real troublemakers in this group, uh, that Egypt does not even want to take even a slight attempt to take any of these people in. Security uh, forces uh, will continue to operate with all means in order to return the hostages home. These two uh, gentlemen were returned home uh, safe and in reasonably good health. They were turned over to uh, uh, the uh, Sheba... Tell Hasmor Hospital in Israel for additional examinations, but they've been held quite a while, so um, that that's one good thing. The other the other good thing that came out of this same area, out of this same Hafa, you remember recently we have been hearing about the fact that uh, the U.S. and a number of other countries have cut off funding for the United Nations and our RWA. Uh, charitable organization. This is, I, you know, I don't know much about it other than this N U N R W A supposedly is a, a charitable organization feeding and educating Palestinians in the Gaza area. Well, it was brought to the attention of uh, the UN uh, and other sources not too long ago that a number of members of this charitable organization, the UNRWA, actually went with Hamas and invaded into Israel during the October 7th incursion. And so UN cut off supplies and cut off funds to this group right away when they found that to be the case. And so also over the weekend, a humongous tunnel system has been found in Rafa, that uh, was right underneath the headquarters of the United Nations Relief and Work Agency, which, which, as I said, lost its funding, staff involvement in the terrorism. And this was a extremely hardened tunnel system that had built into it. Uh, it had uh, intelligence apparatus, computer systems. Uh, the tunnel was like 20 feet below ground, had at least three bomb-proof doors in it. Uh, the uh, the headquarters had, had been uncovered, one of Hamas's most significant and top-secret assets, a subterranean data center used by the terror group 
for intelligence and communications. The terror group had built a server farm complete with an electrical room with battery with a number of series of batteries running through it to keep the system functional. Over the last two weeks, IDF and ISA forces have been conducting a divisional-level targeting raid on terrorist targets in that center of the Gaza. The force operated in the areas of Shati and Tel Alawa, uh, northern Gaza. Uh, significant assets of Hamas military intelligence had been passed under the building and serves as a main headquarters in the Gaza Strips. Gaza Strip and the tunnel was. 700 meters long, 18 meters deep, and contained several blast doors. Intelligence assets were were, uh, seized during the operation. The newly found intelligence will allow the forces to operate against additional Hamas targets. The dismantling of of the tunnel system weakens Hamas's intelligence capability. Then they went upstairs into the UNRWA's central headquarters offices, and in those offices they found large quantities of weapons inside the rooms of the building, including rifles, ammunitions, grenades, explosives, which kind of helped, um, I guess, solidify the fact that, in fact, they were acting as part of the terrorist organization, this UN charitable group. The offices had, in fact, been used by Hamas terrorists. So, we have now, as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, we are uh, we're highlighting a brand new sponsor today, and we have Ed on the phone with us right now from from uh, National Life Group. And Ed, the first thing I've got to do is I've got to ask you because I sometimes have a hard time with names. I I pronounced your name Longzio. How do Correct. how would I pronounce it? You did it. You did it perfect, Longzio. Did I, Longzio? Yep. Okay, excellent. Now I don't know that much, Ed, about your about National Life Group. I do know about life insurance. In my past life, I sold it, and I know that one of the things that was always a hard sell for for uh, whole life or or long term life was the fact that. Uh, Once you put your money into that policy, you can't usually access it. It's only there for death benefits. But you've got a little different twist with National Life. You want to maybe explain and talk a little bit about that? Sure, sure. Well, you know, I found that because of the economy, I had to return to work. So I was looking for an opportunity. And when I came across PFA and the National Life Group, uh, this company has been in business since, 19, I'm sorry, 1848. They've been in business for 176 years, and they have a A plus rating. And what's different is that they have living benefits. You know, like we said with the regular insurance, it only pays if someone dies. With National Life Group, um, they have what's called an accelerated benefits rider at no cost that allows you to access your benefits if you have a life event, such as terminal illness, chronic illness, critical illness, critical injury, and then also if you were diagnosed with Alzheimer's. Um, So you can access your benefits while you're still alive. And to me, that's huge. You know? um, It is. 
It is. And I I can't think of another policy that I'm aware of that has similar benefits to that. And that that was always uh, something that would come up in discussion about selling a policy is people would say, well, term insurance gives you a lot of coverage for a little amount of money for to cover a specific period of time. Uh, But whole life is there forever. But you don't get to use it unless you die. This gives you some options. Yeah. Absolutely. You can, if you have an issue that comes up in your life, heart attack, how many of us know somebody personally that had a heart attack or they had a stroke and then they had life insurance, but it didn't help anything, didn't do anything for them because lived. And, you know, more Americans are living longer and they're living after events like this, a heart attack or a stroke. And there they are. They can't work anymore. This is basically income replacement. Okay. So um, now you you had mentioned at the beginning that there's a number of of critical things during someone's life that that can cause this terminal illness, chronic illness, uh, critical injuries, a severe car accident, uh, those type of things. Now, uh, and Alzheimer's, uh, I think that's something else that a lot of people worry about later on in life. They... uh, uh, they wonder if something happens like that. Well, first of all, I would assume they got to continue to pay their premiums on this, but they're going to be able to access certain amounts of their policy to help with uh, the costs of these illnesses. Correct. You know, if well, that's they had wonderful. their policy in effect for 30 days and say they've actually had the policy for 10 years and they were approved for $100,000, they could get a check sent to them for $90,000 to use any way they want. They don't have to pay, you know, they don't have to tell them how they're going to spend the money. They can spend it however they want. Well, Ed, I think as we go go on this year, a lot of this is going to become a lot more clear and understandable for people. But the first thing I got to ask you is some contact information. If we've got people listening this morning and uh, this has piqued their interest about the fact that they can get a, uh, a a whole life policy that will build cash values, but can also be accessed when life's, uh, you know, struggles hit you in the backside. How do they get a hold of Ed? How do you, how do we get a hold of you at National Life Group? Well, Brad, they can reach me at 218-565-1167. And they could also email me at Edward underscore my last name, Lonzio, L-O-N-G-S-Y-O, at yahoo.com. At yahoo.com. Yahoo.com. Okay, so let me make sure I got this right. So they can uh, they can give you a call at 218-565-1167. That's 218-565-1167. Or they can... Uh, email you at ed and then your last name underlined l o n g s y o at yahoo.com first name edward edward okay so edward gotcha edward longzio at uh yahoo.com yeah there's an underscore between the first and last name correct correct 
Well, this will be uh, this will be very educational and I think understandable as we move along. But if uh, if at first blush, uh, hearing us this morning, if you're uh, thinking about getting some life insurance on yourself, but you've often wondered, you know, I'm I'm really uh, a little bit concerned about not being able to get any access to it. Uh, if if something happens to me until I die, this sounds like a real good answer to that. So write that phone number down, folks. Uh, Ed at two one eight five six five one one six seven. All right, thank you, Ed. We'll uh, we'll talk to you again uh, very soon. Thanks. All right, Brad. Thank you. Yeah, you bet. So there we go. Uh, you know. Uh, Advertising, I guess, works, Kenny. At least that's what I've been told by some of our advertisers. So uh, I got to ask you right straight up on on, uh, on the Super Bowl, and then we'll move on from there. Were you surprised at all that it was as, uh, you know, I think anybody that Boring as it money, was? Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. I, th- I think these things tend to be that way sometimes. Oh, it was a yacht until the end of the game. Oh, God, yes. San Francisco had opportunities to bury Kansas City. Absolutely. And uh, they didn't do it. No, they. Uh, you're absolutely right. They and, and when that extra point got blocked, I thought, well, this could be a turning spot right here. And you know what happens a lot of times? When people are betting money on these Super Bowl games, they're betting on the final score outcome and just one little click like that, one blocked extra point, can have all the uh, effect of an of a world uh, turmoil on the outcome Isn't of the game. Isn't that something? Yeah, it was really. It was so really if you're something. holding numbers five and two, you're thinking, well, I don't stand a chance. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you probably the big winner. <laughs> no, it was uh, well, it was really something. It was again, it was exciting to watch once it got towards the end of the game. And yeah. then during overtime, it's always uh, kind of a nail biter and exciting. And I think Kansas City should have gone for, or I'm sorry, San Francisco should have gone for it on fourth down. They kick the field goal oh, and get it. Yeah, you know, and then you no. try to hold them from going 75 yards or whatever it was. And exactly, they couldn't do that either. So San Fran blew well, their opportunities. Well, there was there was some discussion online too. Just the fact that uh, when they won the coin flop, coin flip. Uh, why did they go on offense first? A lot of times you'll have the other team go on offense. No, no, try no. To no. Stop when it's overtime, it's a different animal because you want to score. You well, want to get that ball because you score, and uh, you now you've got to give uh, or stop the other team from scoring. No, that's that's the way to do it. But Brad, that brings up a good point. At the start of the game, why even do the coin flip? I'd like to know the percentage of time or what the percentage is that they defer to the other team. Just ask them. Say, what do you want? You want the ball or not? Yeah. No, we don't. Okay, why are you flipping the coin? Yeah. Oh, do you want geez. the ball at the start of the second half? or? <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. Well, anyway, we got a lot to get into today, and we are, uh, we're at that point. We've got to get our first break in here. Uh, we will be back very shortly on Sound Off on a Monday, the day after the end of the NFL season. <laughs> KDAL time is 11.32, 31 degrees in Canal Park at the Army Corps of Engineers, 31. 
Yesterday, Brad, we got up to 32 degrees. And well, that if, doesn't sound like real warm, but it is. I mean, it's, it's way, above uh, way over what it is. Yeah. yeah. 23 is yeah. the normal high. And it's kind of funny because yesterday the high was 32. And if you swap those numbers, the low was 23. So we just did the uh, number uh, reversal thing. And uh, 32 the high, 23 the low yesterday. Again, normal high 23, normal low is 5. Oh, by the way, tonight yes. in Las Vegas, Monday night hockey. <laughs> Come on. Can you believe it? Now, I wonder how many, were the teams out there yesterday? They Probably, were, actually. Yeah. They were. Yeah. Yeah. So, Wild and yeah. uh, um, the uh, Vegas Golden Knights. You know, it's funny. They, their uh, name is br- abbreviated VGK, uh, Vegas Golden Knights. But every time okay. I, I glance at it, I think of Vancouver. And it kind of throws me off. But tonight, WDSM 710 The Game, Wild Hockey, 9 o'clock drop of the puck on 710 a.m. the game that's going to be a late game again i don't know if i can stay up no. for that you know when i think of the golden knights i think of west point because the owner is a graduate of west point and evidently he took some of the uh information or some of the design of the logo and stuff yeah. off of uh you know some that is connection pretty cool. to west point yeah. They tied that in there. Who was the dude last night that was performing with the acoustic guitar and he had the grill played on and he was all oh, tatted please, up? Please, you mean you I know mean people Post are, Malone? Is that his name? I'm not familiar yeah. with him. I'm sorry. You know, give me some ACDC and I'm, you know, satisfied and, you know, I can well, talk. Well, I mean, but, what is, what, where are they dragging ACDC. these people out of? I'd well, never they're popular, heard of I guess. I don't know. But, you know, I'm not with the times like, like a lot of these folks. But that's the thing, Brad. It seems like a lot of the entertainment is very narrow, narrowly placed. Yes. And it's yeah. been that way now for four plus years, four or five years. It's just a very narrow demographic that they're trying to reach or want to reach. Maybe that's by intention but uh, or by design. But yeah. and, and what's with all the tattoos all over the face? I mean, I know we got that with Jelly Roll. That's gangsta. I, That's gangsta, man. He wants to be. Yeah. Yeah, he wants to be like the brothers. <laughs> I well, don't uh, the, I don't know. When I, because uh, I had the same question you did. In fact, I asked my wife. I said, "Who in the H E double hockey sticks is this guy?" Post Malone. Yeah. And so I I dug up his Wikipedia site, and it says he is. Uh, acclaimed for his blending of various genres, including including hip hop, pop, R and B, and trap. Whatever trap is, what's T R A P? Yeah. Has Alice Cooper ever performed at the Super Bowl, or aren't people ready oh, for him? God, I don't know. Well, if they're ready for <laughs> Post Malone, they got to be ready for Alice, I, don't you think? Yes, of course. Let's get Alice at a Super Bowl. Yeah, God. Well, they talked about the fact that he, that this guy, this Malone, uh, had his uh, big debut sit, hit, hit single called White Iverson. Never heard of it. Yeah. <laughs> and then it went up to 14 on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100. Yeah. I, again, I it just seems like they, it's a very narrow demographic that they're reaching. And, and I'm not sure why they do that. But that's well, the way these, they roll. These companies are spending huge amounts of money yeah. for their ads. What was that? What was that one? Uh, 
that one company that kept advertising that they they had a number of ads. What it is is it's the Chinese version of Amazon. I oh, I guess I don't know if I saw that. Herber, it, it, well, you, it it showed people running around buying things, and you know, and then they kept talking about uh, you know that you could buy anything you wanted for your business, for your home. And How about it was that kind Kennedy of commercial? Well, yeah, what about that? That got some flack. Harken back to uh, his dad's advertising. Yes, black and white. Uh, Bobby. Yeah, I don't know. I thought it was pretty cool. And they just inserted well, it, it the... Wasn't, uh, it wasn't bad. Did you see it? It was, yeah. it was okay. I yeah. liked it. It was old school. I kind of did. Yeah. And that was his dad. He wasn't uh, plagiarizing. You can't plagiarize your dad. No, I don't think so. No. No. Now, what about... I did not see because I didn't watch all... I mean, you... you it seemed like whatever channel you went to, there was some kind of a pre, uh, you know, game on pre Super Bowl, yeah, pre game. So I didn't see this uh, black national anthem. Neither that has did I. Sparked a lot of controversy again. Well, I'm glad yeah. I didn't see it. I'm glad. Well, I, I don't know. I'm not sure what the, what the meaning of it is, but united we stand, divided we fall. Yeah, exactly. That's it exactly, Kenny. And that's and that's the thing I think when when we have any group in this country that tries to make their stand different than the rest of the country, we are dividing this country instead of one national anthem, yeah. one America, we are dividing ourselves into well, it's not little enclaves. It's not properly uh labeled. No. Black National no, Anthem? Is it only for black people? And I'm not trying to create a controversy here. No, no. I'm not a racist individual, but when I see these things, I look at them in, dare I say, black and white. What does yeah. Black National Anthem mean? I'm seriously well, and, curious. And and they kind of continue, they meaning the black community, kind of continue to point out that, well, this is just a good song. It lifts everybody up. Well, then why call well, it the Black National Anthem? Exactly. Then just promote it that yeah. way. Say, here's a good, uplifting song. <laughs> just get Kate Smith on a recording, God Bless America. Or oh, man. Get Wouldn't a Woody Guthrie uh, uh, recording of This Land is Your yeah. Land. I mean, come on. <laughs> well, I thought What's-Her-Name did, did a pretty uh, good rendition of the National Anthem. Reba? A, uh, Reba, eh. yeah. Uh, eh, it was okay. I eh. mean, it was... It was it was much better than some of the other stuff I saw, and and what's with this guy that did the the halftime show? What? Why do you have to strip off most of your clothes? What's the deal with that? Usher, Usher. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was waiting for him to take off his pants, <laughs> but I guess that's part of his shtick. Is he takes off his shirt? Guess. You know. Take off the shirt, yeah. rip off the undershirt, show your big chain. And, and speaking around. of taking off your pants, you can't have a streaker that's wearing pants. So <laughs> no, the media, that's not a streaker. You know, yeah. streakers go back to the seventies, Brad. That's kind yes. of when this, maybe even the late sixties, but I'm pretty exactly. sure it was the seventies. And a streaker is somebody who is buck naked. Yep, not wearing not pants. A stitch of clothes on you. So that was exactly. not a streaker. And if you look closely, there were actually two of them. Oh, I didn't see the two. Yeah, there I was another one, one that was tackled uh, just off the sideline, and then the other one that was tackled midfield, and they're both sitting in jail this morning. 
Yep. Yeah, yeah. And I think there's a good chance they might have each had a little bit too much libation. Do you think? Well, Maybe? I don't know. That can't well, be an listen, excuse for we gotta, being stupid. Well, listen, we got to take our CBS News break, folks, so we'll be right back. KDAL time is 11.44. Let's go 11.45, Brad, in 2-1, 11.45. There it is, 11.45, 27 in Eveleth, overcast and 27. Winds are west at 8 miles an hour, and that might be the high today for folks around the Queen City. And then tonight, 16 for an overnight low, mostly cloudy. And tomorrow, mostly cloudy. Maybe some peaks of sunshine, but not much. And tomorrow's high, okay. 27 in Eveleth. And uh, I was up in uh, the Markham area yesterday. Jan and I went up there for our church service. Oh, nice. Any um, any snow up there to speak of? A little bit more than in Duluth or what? No snow, Brad. There is no snow. Really? There, there, yeah. Actually, you know what? There was. There, there was a little bit more snow up there. Now that I think of it, but uh, aren't you going to ask me who the uh, preacher was? Uh, let me see. Up in Markham, was it uh, was it the was was it Bubbles? No, Bubbles. Uh, who was Bubbles? Was there? <laughs> was she? <laughs> Bubbles. Who uh, was Ke- the preacher? Kelly and her and her husband Keith were there, and this is the second time Jan and I have been up there. Uh, about a month ago, Pete Wood called me and asked me if I would come to a service where he was going to be giving a sermon and speaking to the uh, the congregation. No. And I said, sure, Pete, we'll stop up. And we went up there, and then he called again. And, and they're going to do this like twice a month. It's the Colvin Town Hall. And, yeah, Pete Wood. Pastor Pete. Pastor Pete Wood. That's amazing. You know, That re- guy is- that guy just amazes me all the time. Yeah, he does a good job, Brad. He really does. He's uh, he's uh, he's a man of God. He's a, a family man, and we just had a good time. We we hang out. I, I enjoy he, it. He, you know, it's about a fifty minute yeah. drive up for us, and uh, something to do on a Sunday morning. And it was uh, it was uh, really a good time. So, what was his uh, what was his sermon about? What, did he have a theme for it or anything? He did. He talked about uh, the apostles, Peter, and why they were named the way they were in order and why okay. um, 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 uh, Judas was named last. It was just a good lesson. And it just makes you think. And, you know, it, it's not it's a, kind of a focused thing. And, uh, you know, you read scripture and uh, it really is something the way that he presents it. And uh, I mean, you you look at the way he has spread himself out. He's I mean, he's a longtime logger, a guy that works in the oh, woods. Yeah, yeah, his body looks like it, uh, but at the same time, he's got uh, my, as my wife says, he's got uh, he's got uh, th- those looks that look like they could appear on the front cover of a, a woman's love book. You oh, know, jeez. <laughs> Well, that's what she says. She says he looks like he should appear on the front cover of one of those um, women's magazines. He's a good. He's books. a good guy, and uh, it really yeah, is something to see him up there, and his family is there. But no, we had a good time. Yep. Good. Yep. All right. Well, let me tell you, folks, if you are, are looking to have somebody uh, local to do some work around your home here in this next year or so. There's one company that really needs some attention from you, and that's Peralt Construction. Because Peralt Construction has been available here in the Northland for over 50 years. Uh, They've done literally almost everything uh, to somebody's home at one time or another. New roofs, new siding, windows, uh, built decks on remodeled kitchens, remodeled bathrooms, put-in bathrooms. They've done it all. 
and they know what kind of materials that hold up best here in the Northland, and they've got skilled laborers that have spent years and years learning to do it right here in the Northland. So if you've got any work at all that you want done on your home this year, whether it's to replace your roof or put in some new wonderfully uh, good windows that are sealed good, that'll do a great job in your home, Peralt Construction is the name to call. 218-723-8477. That's 218-723-8477. Peralt Construction for all of your uh, needs and wants here in the Northland. I've had them replace windows. I've had them do... Uh, what's that uh, What's that check that you do of the soil to make sure you don't have... Uh, uh, I forget the terminology for it. Test. Anyway, the, yeah, that's it. That's it. They did a they did a test on my home, beautifully done, and they really do a nice job. Peralt Construction two one eight seven two three eight four seven seven. Well, if you thought if you thought you had to worry about COVID and that COVID was an issue, uh, let me tell you the latest one that just came out this last weekend. An Oregon resident, one person up in Oregon now has been infected with the state's first case of bubonic plague since 2015. They've not had a case since then, health officials said last week. The resident was likely infected with the plague by their systematic pet cat. Systematic pet cat. I didn't know you could get uh, diseases like that from your cats or your dogs. Deshantis uh, County Health Services said a new, in a news release Wednesday, all close contact of the resident and their pet have been contacted and provided medicines to prevent the illness, Dr. Richard Faust, the DeSantis County Health Officer, said in the release without identifying the infected person. Uh, officials said there was little risk to the community since the case was identified and treated in the earliest stages of the disease. No additional cases of plague. That's what they refer to this bubonic plague. They just refer to it as the plague have emerged during the uh, communicable disease investigation. If you remember back, this this just took all over France and Europe at one point, and people didn't know how to deal with it, didn't know what to do with it. The bubonic plague can progress into the more severe and difficult to treat septemic plague or bloodstream infection or or pneumonic plague, lung infection, if not diagnosed early. So they evidently did get it early. A mass of Yersin pestis bacteria, the cause of bubonic plague, was uh, seen in a uh, flea vector that the cat had. The cat had fleas that had this uh, system in it. And Central Oregon officials warned that the most common animals to carry bubonic plague are squirrels and chipmunks. So don't be trying to make a squirrel or a chipmunk your pal. Though they noted that mice and other rodents can also carry the disease. And in fact, I think when they, when Europe was infected with the bubonic plague, it was mainly because of a rat infestation. So anyway, there we there we go. Now, uh, we have seen a change here over the last uh, last period of time, and we, we've what we've got to do is we've got to do our Minnesota news break here, and then when we come back, I want to talk a little bit about how President Joe Biden seems to be trying to play 
to his weaknesses or the areas that he wants to get votes out of. Because right now he's sending special on uh, special envoys up to Michigan, which has a huge uh, percentage of Muslim and Islamic people living there who have complained about his support of Israel during this uh, Israeli and Hamas war. Uh, for a long period of time, it looked like he was going to be very supportive of Israel and uh, to fight off the incursion by Hamas uh, on October 7th. But now it looks like he's playing more to, oh, I need those people votes. I got to go. So anyway, we got to take a break. We'll be back. KDAL time, 1157. The first place Minnesota Timberwolves will be on KDAL tonight. 930, they're going to take on second place the Los Angeles Clippers in Los Angeles. Are they actually in first place? They are, Brad. They're in first place of the Western Ooh. Conference. Uh, the Timberwolves, a record of 36 and 16. Uh, the Clippers are 35 and 16. Go Timberwolves. Is this uh, probably the first time in, <laughs> I don't know. Since the Kevin Garnett <laughs> era. Yeah, yeah, that they've been yeah wow. competitive, amazing, and on the verge and on the brink of doing something like oh I don't know winning an NBA championship. Well, that would be incredible. That would really it would be, be. Great. well, and I know they're looking for uh, there's there's been discussions about looking for money to redo Target Center where they house them for the basketball. That it's kind of an older rundown facility. Not well, well I don't know about older, that, but. Yeah, it's 1990 uh, compared I think. to other NBA f- yeah. event places, I guess. And uh, when they first started in the league, the Timberwolves, they actually played their games at the Metrodome while the Target Field was being finished, and I actually right. got to see a game there at the uh, Metrodome. You know, we're going to have the Twins on on baseball here on on radio before too long, and they're starting to make some moves. Uh, to put together what looks like uh, going to be a fairly decent team. In it's fact, all about pitching, Brad. We're getting some it pitching. Is totally pitching. You can never really. have enough arms, and I, I kind of like they, that. Um, there was a report out this weekend that said that, that one of the rating bureaus has them rated as the best bullpen. Your Twin Force home for Twins baseball. Say the